0: Welcome to the Podcast Maneuver, the officially unofficial podcast for Star Trek Picard on Paramount Plus. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 2, titled Penance. Uh, Aaron, what did you think about this episode? Um, I like it. So just full disclosure, these
1: are the two episodes we saw before the start of the season. Um, so I watched them kind of as a, almost a two-part movie. And mm-hmm. I thought... I mean I like them both for different reasons but like I think you and I agree that this was the uh stronger more exciting like um you know more of like a hint of what is to come kind of episode um Yeah. And uh, yeah I really like it. I can't tell if I if if I like Agnes or if she's <laughs> just really fucking annoying. It, you because, had the same problem with her in season one, dude. And, I had no, same
0: problem with Allison Pill in general, right? Right,
1: uh, I end up she, I, she, coming down
0: on her side most of the time. I enjoy her performance, but I can understand yeah. why people wouldn't. Yeah, pairing her up with uh, I think Patton
1: Oswalt, they've d- voicing yep. uh, digital kitty cat. I they kept that pretty far under wraps. Like, I was searching. Mm. Uh, Of course, you know, we're recording this right before. I think this is the eve of the premiere of the first episode of Picard. But uh, I couldn't find any information about Patton Oswalt being, I I don't think, even attached to this show. Um, But I guess if you're going to have someone like stealth, you know, a stealth famous person cameo voicing an anime cat on uh, Agnes Girardi's uh, laptop is a pretty good way to go. I think I actually kind of like that and I'm excited
0: to see yeah. Uh, if this develops into like a character. Uh-huh. No, that'll be fun. Um, I, I I really like the Sliders-esque feel of this. I, I could do with like every week they jump to a new reality, um, a new timeline, because man, I liked Sliders. And this just kind of reminded me of that very much. Uh, Man, a quantum
1: Jean-Luc would be pretty, pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, Quantum Picard Leap. Uh that that'd be an interesting idea for uh, an anthology show, and I would watch that. <laughs> um, I just think this sets up to be, be a, a fun season, if nothing else. Like we're going to go back. Star Trek is going to go back to contemporary America in uh-huh. L.A. because it's Seems super like fucking it. che- che- cheap to shoot. But that's exciting. Like what? Again, as I mentioned in the preview, my favorite Star Trek is the Voyage Home. Like there is going to be so many entertaining kind of nuclear wessel moments, and I'm, I'm 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 scared excited because like I think that sounds like a lot of fun, but I'm also kind of worried about um what exact social commentary they're going to. Do. So it seems like it's going to be a largely environmental, um, because that was a big thing about uh you know how choked and poisoned the twenty fourth century yeah. planet is, and 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 what in the world you know turned uh, the earth into kind of more towards totalitarianism than it did, mm-hmm. you know, especially since I think they're in star Trek, there's a world war three. So like right in Picard's right timeline, humanity descends further into darkness before they get right and start, you know, you know, living the star Trek utopian ideals. What, what did go wrong? Like, it does seem like
0: it's something that Q changed. Um, A lot of interesting things about if they make that like super explicit this episode, but definitely they they mention that that you know this could have been something Q went back and changed something that affected their whole timeline in 2024. But like, what I don't know, the butterfly effect here is pretty strong, you know, like what one change did he make? And it seems to have something to do with Picard's past specifically, right? And his fear. Um, yeah,
1: That's the thing. And I, which at what has been talked about, his fear is his fear to examine his heart. Exactly. And the road less traveled. How the hell could that echo back <laughs> right. to the first 21st century? Like there's, yeah, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm rooting for him, but I'm also I'm like, I really don't see the exact shape of this. There's something involving Q being crazy, but I'm not sure uh-huh. where they're getting that. Cause Q seems like Q to me. Yeah, he's sick somehow, Uh, maybe. Um, Maybe maybe he's torturing the metaphor a little bit too much on cutting through the chase. And, like, he's just like, he, like, babbles for, like, three sentences in a row. And Picard's like, are you, is this word salad? (laughs) Like, do you have Dementia? What's going on? Yeah.
0: I don't know, man. Also, like, how does a change to Picard's fear? Because Picard's been fearful already to examine his heart, right? So, how does examining his heart change things for the worse? It's, yeah it's gonna be interesting like twisting this into the form <laughs> that the message that i think there should be in star trek actually works in this scenario but i know we'll see man it's
1: hard to imagine like is there a thesis that like the dark mirror universe is the one in which picard fucks right Picard <laughs> right. gets his fuck on picard's pro picard's mated and procreated in this timeline look what happened <laughs> like <laughs> it's like yeah that's yeah, pretty that's I mean, pretty maybe insane. that's their thesis like some people just don't belong in the dating pool right <laughs> like, yeah man yeah you try to you try to push him into the the urgent emergent and it just goes bad you mm-hmm. start you start getting gold to the head as a trophy in your living room who wants that ah. <laughs> one one bad date and picard becomes an incel <laughs> oh man uh oh yeah i'm I'm curious, like I said, it seems like it'd be a lot of fun. I am uh I, I so far my brain engaged that might be a mistake. I can mm-hmm. uh, emergency dump the brain core before it explodes and uh, ride out the rest of the season if I have to. but sure um, and that's the thing is like as as much shit as they talked about like we haven't made any adjustments to it feels like they have. but I, like i said, i'm I'm also trying to keep in mind that like I was riding pretty high the first two episodes of Picard last year too, and uh, yeah. And, and that that went that went uh, crazy places.
0: Yeah, but. this one feels like it's hitting nostalgia points in the right way. Um, I I don't feel overwhelmed by them, but they're mentioning them and using them in ways that I'm enjoying. Um, it's hard to go wrong bringing back like classic
1: enemies like the Borg and yeah. you know allies like Guinan and time travel. Uh, they yeah it th- th- it is it is poised to to fire on on mostly all cylinders.
0: Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Here's the other thing. I talked about it a little bit in the first episode here. I think it really stands out is I'm a little bummed that the the show is going so dark. Um, And I think that's mostly because I don't know how much fun Q stuff we're going to get. I know Q will definitely come back at some point. He kind of has to. But. I do wonder when he does come back, if it will be, you know, are we going to get him dressed as uh, Robin Hood or some shit like that, right? Like, I remember all those old episodes of of Q just being silly and, and having fun. And I don't see a lot of space for that here. I have a prediction
1: that Q is going to show up as an L.A. cop.
0: Oh, boy. This season. Oh, boy. He's okay. going to
1: show up as like... Uh, uh, like an Antifa super soldier, he's going to show up. Like okay. a mil- it, I, I, I bet that they're going to because, like you, you'll recall from like others, like he would always put on, you know, like when he's a Napoleonic general, he'd wear that costume. When they were in right. the court scene, he would vacillate between the magistrate. Uh, when he's on the bridge, he's played one of those. What was those like coked up twenty first century soldiers that had the drug supply in their nose yeah, and all that? And all the armor like I saw, and, yep. yeah, or he showed up like a World War II era current. One. There's. And I think like if if he shows up in the garb of the time, uh, it's going to be interesting to see him kind of wearing those costumes.
0: But that's what I predict. But he seems so serious, right? Like his tone here was not one of playfulness and fun. In you know, kind of torturing Picard. But he's not always that way. I don't think. I don't think. The cue the, the was not that kind of cue
1: in like, uh, you know, uh, uh, all good things. He was not
0: that cue in no, the I'm not episode saying, where
1: Picard stabs his heart out, you
0: know. I'm and, not and saying that be, he's going to be inconsistent in character. I'm just saying the aspects of his character that I really enjoy, the the yeah. fun, lighter ones are, it, they're going to have a harder time working those into what is a in, inherently darker story. So I do think that the, the
1: like, the first episode in which they go back in time is the episode to have a little, is that's where you have little fun. That's where the culture shock sets in. And that's where Q can be a little goofy, but you're probably right. The vast majority. And they they even had uh, like that fun caper episode last season where they're running Uh, a heist on the pleasure planet. And he's dressed up as like some kind of cyberpunk French terrorist. And, you know, he's got the the worst accent of all, um, I, I think that they can do that on this show, and that's I think that's the spot. So I'm looking probably yeah. next episode is them escaping from this danger and you know doing the trans warp uh around the sun and then episode four is probably probably where you're going to get more of the, the bread and circuses. How much
0: time do you think they spend in the past here? Cause like it wouldn't feel like Star Trek if they spent like the next six episodes in twenty twenty four LA, be, right?
1: Like I I I think that once they go to the 2024 LA, they'll be there until perhaps the penultimate or if not finale episode.
0: Ooh, damn. Okay. All right. Just like Star we'll Trek Four, baby. Out. Yeah. No, they spent basically the whole movie there.
1: So. Yeah. They 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 warped into San Francisco Bay, crash landed, mm-hmm. splashed around with the whales a bit, gave Picard and or gave uh Kirk a brand new Enterprise and said thank you very much. It's dated marine in.
0: biologists. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um i that's that's where i'm i'm thinking but i do think and i'm not like i that sounds a lot like a lot of fun to me you know sure Um, although i do i do wish we spent a little bit more time in this mirror universe because i i think we've talked about the fact that like tng is the only maybe voyager 2 is the only star trek series that i'm familiar with that never played around with the mirror universe i mean deep space 9 did to great effect right uh, yeah, I'd love the to see like Dominatrix Major Kira in that universe. I was say, and I'd
0: love to see sexy evil Troy. That'd be kind of fun. Sure, sexy evil Riker. Oh my god. <laughs> sure, um,
1: Thomas Riker. Maybe Riker's just way, like huh? a a, a chaste monk in this in in the mirror universe. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's evil, yeah, but sexy not as much. He examined his heart and it went wrong. <laughs> But yeah, I would like to see a little bit more mirror this universe because that that's some of my especially if we got to see some evil mirror counterparts like I'd love to see evil mirror wharf and evil mirror crusher. And like Mm -hmm. you said, Troy and all that, like, yeah, all the ones are not on the stargazer because it seems like everyone on the stargazer was protected
0: temporarily by by Q's fuckery. But uh, yeah, seems like it. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about that here in a second, but maybe we should get into the recap. But first, let's take a quick break. Here are the highlights coming up this week on bald move all new
1: pulp and prestige this week on tuesday we'll cover the latest episode of the walking dead the ones who live on pulp and on thursday we'll catch up with the latest samurai subterfuge on fx hulu shogun
0: then on our house of the dragon feed anthony puts on his maester's class on monday and then on thursday steve joins him for electric bukaloo as they continue their discussion of george r, r. martin's a clash of kings find these and many of our other great podcasts by searching for bald move pulp or
1: prestige in your favorite podcast app
0: fx is adapting james clavell's best-selling novel shogun into a 10-part miniseries this spring set in the shogunate period of japan at the turn of the 15th century shogun depicts the rise of a feudal lord to shogun as seen through the eyes of a shipwrecked english sailor It's loosely based on the real-life exploits of William Adams and Tokugawa Ieyasu. Shogun has already been successfully adapted back in 1980 with a widely
1: acclaimed miniseries starring Richard Chamberlain. Featuring intricate plots, political scheming, complex characters, and thrilling action. This time, husband and wife team Justin Marks and Rachel Kondo try to recapture the successes of the novel and early adaptations while increasing the levels of historical and cultural accuracy that are often perceived as flaws of this and similar works.
0: Starring Hiroyuki Sanada from The Last Samurai, Mortal Kombat, and John Wick 4, with Cosmo Jarvis of Peaky Blinders, Raised by Wolves, etc., joining the truly massive cast required to bring this complex world to life. Join Aaron and I each week as we deep dive into each episode, uncovering the mysteries, the intrigue, and the glory of Shogun. Shogun premieres on FX
1: Hulu Tuesday, February 27th at the two-part debut. Our podcast will release each Thursday thereafter. Get our Shogun coverage by searching for Bald Move Prestige in your favorite podcast
0: app. All right, we're back, and we start off with Picard discovering that Q has transported him to another timeline where the planet is, eh, planet's barely clinging to life. I think humanity's doing all right because they've got technology, but he's, uh, Picard's also a ruthless warlord. And Q leaves him in this world alone to uh, atone for something with a promise that, you know, he, he won't do it alone, that uh, Q is going to be there to help him sometime, but not now. And he's certainly not going to explain what the hell's going on because that's not Q's way. And then uh, Picard kind of, after Q leaves, takes a tour of his new life. He's displeased with what he sees, especially Eradication Day and his choice of drink uh, in this world it's absolutely disgusting and he tried to find Laris, but she's apparently dead i'd love that like you clearly that's gross
1: right if you're expecting to drink oh, tea yeah. and you get coke or you're expecting to drink coke and you get tea uh if you're expecting earl gray and you get Colombian dark roast uh-huh uh truly the uh, he said this is truly the circle that dante never spoke of <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, hell. So-
0: it's hell yeah <laughs>
1: Especially in light, it's especially funny in light of what Picard already knows about his place in the world. Like he's got Romulan uh-huh. slaves and, you know, like that. It, it's But it's the uncivilized uh, coffee Americano that's uh, the right. real problem with today. Um, so Picard cottons on pretty quick, it seems, that there's something wrong with Q, and I don't know what is wrong with Q. My my only guess is that Q is double-talking more than usual. Could be. Like, Picard, like, asked him to cut to the chase, like, six times, and he's, you know, I'm tired of being a pawn in your game. Oh, you're more than a piece. You're the whole board and put which the game's played. And Picard's like, what? And then he's like, cut to the chase, Q. Oh, the cut is chase- or the, the the chase is well cut. It's bleeding. It's dying in your arms, Picard. I'm but a suture in the vicious wound. Mm-hmm. And Picard's like, "You're crazy." But like,
0: <laughs> but, but, but Picard. This is kind know. of Q's thing, right? Exactly. This like- yeah, Picard should know by now. Like, Q does not speak plainly. Q speaks in half truths and riddles, and he's got a game that you have to figure out. And it, I don't know what purpose that serves here. Usually, it serves as like. Picard has to prove something to him but in this case it right. seems like Picard has to prove something to time to to the universe like it's not just him right i i think the one thing i get from what q is saying here is that this is bigger than q um and it's somehow than whatever picard is or bigger than q bigger than so, q like some and, and and q's helping picard yeah q is helping picard because it affects q um and it affects the entire universe and the timelines and everything but somehow something has happened and Picard is I don't know quote unquote at fault somehow um, but it's beyond the the power of Q to repair it he needs mm. in some way Picard and, and that kind of makes sense right if if the thing that changes everything is that Picard <laughs> examines his own heart that's not something Q can do right Q can't manipulate. The, the heart of people Q can only manipulate reality. So hmm. I, I think that could be what they're setting up. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. You said that that's the thing is like
1: Q's like, I didn't cause this. I just wanted to see my old friend Picard and I headed to the biggest explosion. And, but the thing is, is Q has a long history of saving Picard from situations that he puts Picard into. Yeah like humanity's first experience with the Borg was <laughs> largely because Q got to fit a peak. But on the other hand, there's also I think they in in the full understanding of Star Trek Canon, is a Borg were getting close to Federation space. In fact, I think they set that up in, in season one. Um that, you know, that there was these mysterious, like, uh they thought it was a Romulan invasion, but it was like whole settlements looked like they'd just been gouged out of the ground, like the standard Borg. Yeah. So, it could be that I think the correct canonical interpretation is, yes, Q bloodied their nose by throwing them into a fight with the Borg, but if he didn't, the Borg would arrive at Federation space and they would have been completely unprepared for it. Yeah. So like, he inoculated them. Um, and that's the thing, he certain, doesn't ever tell them
0: that, right? Like, it's not... It's
1: a—it's not, like, a doctor saying, hey, do you want an inoculation? Yeah. I'll give it to you. It's just, uh, it's like, its like we're treated like uh, barn animals, like, where you just get the antibiotic, mm-hmm. whether you want it or not. And, and he throws you in the whatever. deep end,
0: sink or swim.
1: Right, yeah, he's a real asshole about it as, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know that you can't take Q at his, his word. Um, and, like, everything we said in the intro about, like, how can this be specific to Picard, but yet like almost a universal across timeline things that also happened in twenty twenty four that yeah. that also involves Q being unstable?
0: Um Is, is I, there I, I something just, like Okay okay, so in the first episode, so here's my guess on like what we're gonna see when we go back to twenty twenty four. We're gonna see Guinan. I I mean Guinan's the watcher, right? It has gotta be the watcher It just makes yeah. sense. We saw her in LA in in the current timeline sure makes sense. If she was there, she's can be that old potentially. Um, well, we know she's that old. I I feel like some something that Guinan said to him in the first episode is maybe what caused the rift or, or it, it broke the timeline somehow. Interesting. And that all, like, all the way like, back to twenty twenty four though. What's that? All the way back to twenty twenty four. That's what I mean. Like, could he have changed something in Guinan's past that indirectly changes something in Picard's present? Right? He's like, like, Guinan has been you this whole time, and they got an
1: inverse temporal marriage that went all the way that was that <laughs> was know, ratified man. in twenty twenty four. Yeah, I thinking is like Picard's not
0: alive in twenty twenty four, so yeah, he can't but go to Picard's is. past, right? But we she saw is, her Mark- and she interacted with him in the first episode. The same episode that The Rift appeared, it feels like there's something there. Um, Yeah. Especially because they were having this conversation about examining his heart, right? And yeah, yeah. It feels like that's where they're going, but who knows? There's
1: also a lot of other things that I... Because, like, the thing is, is um, Picard accused Q of being well before Q slapped him, and that is the most un-Q thing I've ever seen. Like him, like, physically violent against Picard, bloodying his nose. Mm-hmm. Um and the things all the things that Q said I'm looking for clues like your problem is your insistence in changing in all the ways that don't matter yeah um I, that's I think an important clue like what changes have Picard made that ultimately or maybe even the Federation have made that, that, that doesn't matter um there's the Inception theme that they, when they went out to the vineyards and he showed the sky and how it's like completely smogged and very polluted and 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 gross but they're keeping it alive through technology uh i wasn't sure why they dropped the inception theme on on us um like legit the
0: the theme from inception well it's not the theme it's 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 that uh french
1: lady it's the no it's the the trigger sound that they always played when it was time to do the kick
0: oh okay the french
1: lady singing um Picard's got a whole house full sta- staff of, of Romulan slaves mm-hmm. from Concord.
0: He's got a tr- grisly trophy room that Which has... uh is extremely cool. Like, I, I, I don't want to downplay how awful it is, but holy shit, these skulls are so cool. Yeah,
1: and there's a couple prominent ones. Uh, they, oh, yeah. they specifically say Gul Dukat, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the former commander of uh, Deep Space Nine. What was it called? Tarnak? I don't remember the original Cardassian Carnock Tarnak Mole that. or something. Yeah. Um, that uh, he, the he the this universe that Picard ended him. They also shout out uh, General Martok,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, who I guess the Federation did a bio-engineered weapon that essentially eradicated life from the Klingon capital homeworld. Apparently, um, they a got a Feringi Feringi skull. <laughs> yep,
0: with ear with ear bones. Apparently,
1: I yeah. guess that's. That's why it hurts so bad when you box them in the ears. And it feels so good when you give them umox. I mean. yes, Yeah. You get the cartilage up they, against the bones. They got that bone. Uh-huh. Um, I, I thought that that was like um, uh, who, who the, the, that might have been uh, the Damon. Uh, what was his name? Bach. Yeah. Damon Bach, who was the guy who went toe to toe with Picard with the stargazer and engineered the, the that's where we got the Picard maneuver episode. The first the. That the, the he's got this grudge against Picard because he's killed his boy in a stargazer and he committed his war crime, so he, you know, puts that glowing ball that like gives Picard splitting headaches. Oh, and, oh right. I was gonna say this right. is the yeah. Picard maneuver episode, man. Yeah, I don't remember uh, it. I, I, they don't they don't label it, but I'm like, that's yeah, probably the 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 furry. It's surely not the one that he punches out in, in
0: Ryza. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then Sarah, yeah. which is another. Obviously a big one. No, no ear bones them. on the Vulcans. No ear bones on the Vulcans. I
1: yeah. thought that was interesting. And also, uh, you know, they, she, he's beheaded in front of his wife and also son,
0: Spock. It's pretty vicious. Yeah. All um, seemingly by Picard and or the Federation under Picard's uh, you know, direction.
1: There's other subtle changes I like, too. Like Chateau, Chateau Picard is essentially unchanged, but like the painting of the Enterprise D Has changed from like this really kind of like, you know, it is serenely floating through space on a peaceful mission of exploration to it being this like dark Mm -hmm. impressionist piece of it taking phaser fire from all directions. And it's, it's, you know, it's everything's just more, everything's more bellicose. It's Um, really cool. I want one of those paintings
0: to hang in my uh, den here.
1: It would be cool to have uh, maybe you could get them both a match set, one for
0: your drawing room and one for the living room. But sure. uh, <laughs> yeah, they're kind of teasing us with the Enterprise. I know we talked briefly about like, OK, when are they mm-hmm. going to do the Enterprise and they want to save it? But the CSS World Razor is is the Enterprise, right? It's just the alternate. It's the sexy evil version of the Enterprise. <laughs> it is. It
1: is. Uh, yes. they also have the the data prototype or i guess derived prototypes um hmm. the 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 bald datas uh that they is the whole plot was about enslaving them last season they're just like mm-hmm. the they're just the the federation's just using these sentient life as because well, they're using everything for slaves but
0: yeah, yeah. It's another well they wiped out the difference. Romulans right which would have changed the history mm. or they they didn't wipe out the Romulans but they're you know fighting the Romulans. um yeah. I guess they, they did. Do they say they wiped out the Romulans? Because when Elnor shows up, Rafi's like, oh, I didn't think they had, you know, uh, yeah. any power except for the, here's this guy. I think they, they're, they but like,
1: I don't know what eradicated means. Like in the, in, in the case right. of the Borg, I think it literally means exterminated. But in the yeah. others, it might just mean that their capital city is destroyed. Their capital world is destroyed. And they're, but they're still diaspora. Like, how could you wipe out? Sure all Romulans although I feel like that's what Rios is doing in this episode but we'll have to wait mm-hmm. to get there to talk about it um, trying to but yeah it's like and in, in, in the other enigmatic thing that, that Q says is you're going to try to wash the blood from your hands but I assure you it's impossible there's too much blood but you could atone and achieve forgiveness and again mm-hmm. this goes back to the theme of Picard being fearful not like what what is his romantic life possibly have to do that you'd have right. to
0: atone for it you know yeah i don't know i feel like is this a life without the the idea of looking to the stars uh, it's like what is it what is it hmm. there is also like i
1: like that they're playing i think they're one of the other things are playing is like the cards like i would never but like i anyone would like you maybe now and the 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 country you live in and the state you live in and the family that you're born into might not commit war crimes or do that and the other but like you just a collection of cells and neurons with the right inputs like i firmly believe anybody could do <laughs> right horrible heinous shit it's just based on you know accidents of yes it's a little bit of biology but it's also a lot of nurture and it's also a lot of like the way society shapes you and events and um, mm-hmm. I think that's something that, like, Picard always could use a little bit of humility on the idea that, like, you know, we're good because we're good and we're good because right. But and not seeing the relationship yeah. between your environment and how those things are shaped and, and you know, why a Klingon might look at peace differently than a Romulan versus a Vulcan versus a human. Um, So mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind Picard learning a bit. You know, did not like reflexively knee jerk. This could, this is a nightmare. This could never happen to the federation. Man, this is where the federation was headed up until the card season one. Yeah. Uh, it it felt like he was protesting a bit
0: much. So I I do think he could learn a little bit of humility in that area. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, he's not the only one in this timeline, uh, because apparently seven. Annika, whatever you want to call her, wakes up to find out that she's also in the alternate timeline where she's the president, and apparently she's married to a guy. I'm gonna call her chief of staff. I the, they say is ma- the magistrate. The magistrate. Okay, I wasn't sure. I missed that uh, that single word. So she's briefed on her daily duties and on her eradication speech, uh, eradication day speech, and then she demands to be connected to Rios um
1: yeah i like the like uh there's like several levels of alarm that seven goes through she's like i wake up where the hell am i oh crap uh-huh. oh my god my borg implants are gone oh crap oh my god i'm married oh crap i'm <laughs> the pr- like, like each yeah. each thing that she found out was like more and more uh something to be just to to, to recoil from in horror
0: Yeah, with the Uh, final blow being the Eradication Day speech that she's got to give. Like, what the hell is that? One thing that I will say bothered me in this episode is it felt like she was a
1: little bit too on the ball. Everyone was. Oh, I. Um, yeah. Like, I'm in a different timeline. You know what? I'm going to start calling people that were on the bridge with me and just see. Just see if they're Mirror Universe, too. But then again, I guess this Mirror Universe stuff does happen and it does seem to happen to like crew people who are in physical proximity you well, know it's never thing. like
0: i want to know like what happened to or... all the stunned crew members who were on the bridge at that point if if it's yeah. located to that vicinity or what happened to everybody on the stargazer like are they just out there living lives confused in this universe and we're never going to see also, them or...
1: yeah what what happened to the lord of the ringy kind of nazgul looking borg queen is that the same uh-huh. one that's in the tube yeah, did Q not see
0: fit to bring her back or, or change her not. timeline? Is she not a person? Yeah. Or, or I guess preserve her awareness is all he really did, right? He made a change in the yeah. past and he preserved the awareness of this group of people.
1: And honestly, the other thing, is, I guess, why would the hell would Annika be Federation president? Um, because in our timeline, she was the daughter of like two kind of long range explorers. Mm-hmm. And got Borgified, which clearly did not happen in this timeline. So, like, why? Right. Yeah,
0: I, I guess don't that's know, not a huge a problem, but yeah,
1: yeah. But everybody, like Rafi, like. it it is a little little just so rafi happens to be the head of the secret police i think in the capital yeah and annika is the uh is is the president of the federation picard's the supreme well that that makes sense picard's the supreme elnor is Mm -hmm. here and everybody's within a couple blocks of each other except picard who's in yeah i i wondered about the rules of it but i guess the, the answer is always well q q fucked around and did it
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing that makes it even more just so and and implausible is that he made the change in 2024 and butterfly effect being what it is like chaos theory. You're not going to have maybe probably even these same people born. That's what I was even saying. Like,
1: do you even have a Picard? Do you
0: have a right? Let alone them being in positions of power down to a person. Right. Like, Uh I mean, the only person who's not in some position of authority here is Elnor. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, sure, I guess everybody. But, you know, that's the conceit of the episode. You either roll with it or you don't. And also, Q excuses a lot. Like, why is it like this? Because Q engineered it to be like this. Totally, yeah.
1: I guess that's a theory, although Q I didn't have anything to do with it. It's, uh...
0: Yeah, I William mean, Picard's. based on what the Borg Queen says, it was one it was a single change in 2024. Single so. change in 2024, LA. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe you know, he he has predictive powers. He could certainly understand, okay, if I make this one change to the timeline sure. these things will all happen. So.
1: Or it could be a, this could be a, like an elaborate fantasy of his. Sure. Know, like none of this is strictly happening. Like did all the events yeah. of like yeah, yes. Yeah, so the thing with Q, the Q is like that. All the events when Picard is in the white space after he died, after he got his 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 mechanical heart stopped working. Mm-hmm. Did all that happen? Did all that stuff that happened in for all good uh, to um all good things? Did that stuff literally happen? Uh yeah, Good questions. I, I don't know. It it seems like more of a Charles Dickinson kind of. Uh, uh, a, a, a Christmas carol type of thing where it's like you're visited by ghosts of such and such but it's not ri- literally happening so maybe I'm just way overthinking this whole thing it's just a mer- this is just Robin Hood only slightly more
0: realistic alt history Federation Robin Hood <laughs> could be we'll see uh, the one other thing I wanted to note in this scene is they shout out General Cisco, which I assume is General Benjamin Sisko in this timeline. yeah we'll see you think, is there any chance that uh, Avery Brooks shows up in... Dude, that would be fucking cool. Right?
1: Especially if, like, uh, he still has the... Because, like, I don't know where they ended up with that, but, like, Cisco has a huge hate boner for Picard. It would be funny if in the Mirror Universe... Oh, yeah. I guess it'd be All funny right. if they were, like, best friends, like, co-conquerors. Sure. That would be funny, but also be funny if they hate each other for completely unrelated, uh, uh, unrelated means. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could Cisco be the Watcher? Didn't he ascend to the Bajoran prophethood at the end of the Deep Space Nine? Uh huh. Like he's like some Maybe? kind of temporal god himself, and he's just mm. hanging out in his his father's restaurant. Like not fully, but a part of his consciousness uh-huh. is that. I could can be see fun. that. Yeah, yeah. But again, know. General Cisco that implies a complete. So so you could have both. You could have General Cisco right. being you know, and then you could also have the the prophet. Yep, merged
0: Cisco. <laughs> that would be emissary. interesting. That's what he was. He's the emissary. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, he. I feel like he became more than the emissary at the end, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had definitely ascended to a higher uh-huh. plane. See, he he Wesley Crusher. Holy totally. shit! What
1: if all the ascended uh, humans come back?
0: <laughs> okay, they which,
1: all come back. Yeah, they all they all materialize, and uh, it's like you fucking going into Avengers territory. You've oh tried, my god!
0: I can't you know, even the, envision what Benjamin the Cisco emissary, the traveler, and Wesley Crusher fighting side by side looks like with <laughs> with, with wide
1: spanning cosmic power,
0: uh-huh. not, not just yeah, yeah. <laughs> It might
1: happen. It might. I mean, happen. It might.
0: Brace I mean, yourself. Shit. We had Picard or we we had the Romulans sliding down hallways and socks last season. So Fichel yeah, we'll go Borg frictionless socks. hallways, crazy places. Um, Rios. He finds himself as part of a confederation uh, battle group shooting down Vulcan ships. Seven makes contact with him and recalls him to earth. Um, did you want to catch up with like the rest of the group here? Other than Gerati, because that'll come in a bit. Like Elnor. Uh, um,
1: well, let's just do one by one and see if there's okay. anything that we actually learned that's new. The only thing that's new is like the Vulcan. It seems like Vulcan has fallen and that mm-hmm. this is like a mop-up operation. They're talking about cutting off Vulcans retreating. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's an act of war, if they've already conquered Vulcan. The whole bombarding. implies that. Yeah, they're bombarding the planet there, too. So so they're they're, they're like killing Vulcan refugees as they're fleeing. Yeah, uh, just in case you, you wanted to get the temperature. I also like the line of um, the slur against Vulcans. If they capture you, they'll mind they'll mind meld you <laughs> till you scramble your brains. And no, they'll they'll mind meld you till your brain melts and your ball. And they'll scramble your balls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Something like that.
1: Yeah. uh yeah. Give him the old Vulcan neck
0: pinch on the crotch. That would be devastating. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Just pop them No thanks. Uh. That's all I really have for that scene. We're just catching yeah, up thing. with where's he, Rios he just, in this he just world. Goes AWOL. Yep. Uh, then Elnor is. We catch up with him as well. He's part of some rebellion. I, man, not having subtitles on these episodes makes it tough to tell exactly what they're saying. There's some part of like Andoria something rebellion uh, that's happening here. Oh, she
1: was. So there, the uh, a skyscraper explodes at the beginning of the scene, and then you hear an explosion and see an explosion off screen to save some CGI budget. But she keeps on saying, "That's for Romulus, mm-hmm. and that's for Andor, and that's for," and she's just naming other species that apparently have been conquered by the Federation, and they're blowing yeah. up a building for each one and in, in in revenge. This is the first step at a full scale rebellion, apparently.
0: Yeah, I felt like she called it something specific, though. Also, oh, she did says she? like this is the something Andorian rebellion starting or whatever, and I oh I couldn't quite get what she was saying. Anyway, I um, definitely heard she said rebellion, but I didn't hear the Andorian yeah. part. Uh, so his comrade gets shot, and he flees, and he's caught by Rafi's group, who uh, you know, they're supposed to kill him, I guess, but she decides to take him alive. Uh, she she's also and She has like, that authority. Yeah she she's apparent is she like a chief of police or something? I don't. I think it's more chief? like Gestapo, like just
1: maybe sure. chief of a secret police because mm-hmm. they're you know their their uniforms are all black. They've got hoods that cover. their don't manifestly, seem to have any
0: insignia on. Yeah, them. they're
1: um, they're a paramilitary organization that you know protects the citizens of of Earth, right? Because a safe federation is a human federation
0: apparently. Uh, yeah. So, but, but she's also, you know, in on all this, right? She's aware that, uh, something is wrong here and, uh, she saves Elnor essentially. Um, then seven gets more information about eradication day and, um, we do as well. It's the day where they eradicate terrorists. And today is a special one because they're eradicating the last of what this guy calls. The magistrate calls a great enemy. Uh, we find out it's the Borg. And she I, I, f- finds out that Girati is preparing that enemy for eradication. I like a lot of things about this. Um, the fact that like. Uh, Seven can use her
1: natural kind of like bitchy persona to fit into this world because her husband's being sure. like a dick about like you seem distracted and she's like well you seem preoccupied with me asshole in fact why don't you spout off about this day so we can bring me <laughs> and the audience up to speed it yeah. it works pretty well because it's like you know putting him into his place Uh we see Agnes is down in the basement prepping the Borg specimen for eradication and she apparently has a uh, anti-imperialist animated cat called Spot 73, voiced by Patton Oswalt. is talking about how bloodthirsty and barbaric public executions are. Um, I like Spot 73 because
0: it implies that she tried 72 other cats before getting to this one. <laughs> and <laughs> it also implies a it.
1: heritage that this is some kind of relation to da- the original Data. Sure. Because Data's Spot. cat was yeah. named Spot. And I'm trying to think in this dark mirror universe, what the discovery of Data to like did Girardi just like did, did was he kept in a lab for observation? Did they immediately dismantle him and study him? Did they let him have a cat? I don't is it know. just a, is it just a coincidence that this is called Spot seventy three?
0: Um, later on in the episode, there's a, a hologram statue of uh Brent Spiner that has the name Adam Soon under it. Okay, um, so he's
1: famous. The Soons are famous for developing. Maybe they just developed it straight up for military technology. They could. have, oh. yeah. What if soon Nah, that's I, I'm trying to think Cause like, here's the other thing. This show, as much as it respects and minds from the history of Star Trek, I don't know, gets it 100 percent right all the time. Like yeah. they might just be like, well, we're we going to call a cat. Well, let's call a cat spot because it's it's linked to data without right. thinking, well, how would it be linked with data in this particular timeline? Because I think data would yeah. just be, you know, a piece of military hardware. If if he, right? if he was developed for peaceful purposes by uh, Doctor Soon, then he would have been discovered and and put the other uses clearly. So I I don't know. Yeah, um, it might just be a cute name. Could be. But uh, what do you think? Because like I, this is where I'm like I'm back going back and forth. Is like this is stuff with Agnes being an airhead and like you know calling her seven and trying to think on her feet about oh that's an old college drinking thing and oh to start oh we like this is that funny or cringe because man it's like really walking a line (laughs) for her being too much
0: totally and and that's but it's well within her character i feel like her character is occasionally too much right um does she need to be i (laughs) i don't know i don't know man um i will say what if she was just enough I, i am mostly enjoying it every once in a while i have a tinge of like Mm, that's not quite. That's not quite what I wanted from this scene. But okay.
1: Um, she reminds me a lot of that redheaded character. Yeah,
0: from uh, the science officer from Star
1: Trek Disco, where it's like, is this part of mod? Like they almost have not exactly a manic pixie dream girl, but like an irrationally exuberant woman that's just and it's always a science. Someone's related to science and kind of like a Luna Lovegood right. from Harry Potter. Uh, type I. I don't know i i could like i could, I could see her being too. dialed I, back you know her her emotional uh intelligence dialed up a little <laughs> bit and uh but i don't know it's
0: yeah that character crosses terrible. the line for me i really didn't like that character um and I, i've only seen the first season i it, she might get better in subsequent yeah. seasons but yeah i really didn't like her i do like Gerardi, so okay um for the for the most part uh the, the, Why is the this Borg the- Queen stuff is really cool. I'm really happy with what they're doing here. The performance is amazing, I think, and the effects work is really good. All these tubes yeah. coming out of her look like they're just natural and just formed there. And it's, it, I don't know if like time or surgery has been the culprit here, but it's just like a fusion between. Yeah, human yeah. or, you know, I don't even know if she's human, but some kind of organic being and even more so than most Borg. I feel like most Borg uh-huh. are just like, oh, we took a meat bag and we strapped a bunch of electronics to them. This right. feels like a true fusion.
1: She might be custom built, like vat grown to be like the the perfect biological technical blend. I mean, that would be fit her status as queen, right? Sure. Um, I do wish that they would had the just a like wriggling spine like get rid of her arms i imagine she'll be half <laughs> okay. to use her arms later but like yeah just uh-huh. this, like has, uh, have it be cuz that's the impression i got is like those big columns going through her shoulder she felt like a, a butterfly pinned into like yeah. a, a display box or something uh maximum disrespect for her physical being um yeah. and and this this holding stasis um i did you think like the Borg Queen starting off with like this isn't right, you know. You've killed us all. How much more can like kind of like I'm like this doesn't seem like the Borg Queen. Or maybe I don't know. Like, um, they they they, they flirted this in the other episode that like maybe the Borg would change tactics. Like they wouldn't go down swinging with resistance is futile. Right. Uh, I mean, I guess that'd be super pathetic for the Borg Queen to be resistance is futileing from the tube.
0: that's the thing like it's
1: obviously not futile like right but but her whole like oh (laughs) how can you not take pity on us how can you right like come on man the borg the borg's whole stated purpose was the opposite and inverse of this but i don't know maybe the borg have hypocrisy programmed in
0: i've got some some ability to according to seven some ability to see through realities of uh, multiple realities I don't I don't even yeah. know what this means let alone how it would apply um it's it's classic trekno right. like
1: just the borg queen has a temporal awareness um yeah. and also she not only has that but she can read people's minds because she looks at and's like you're a neurotic mess that will never yeah. feel love or satisfaction or accomplishment. And Gerardi's like, how did you know? And,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, she knows the time's been any time been broken.
1: Yeah. But, but why, why the OG board queen and not the shroud of Turin looking board queen that we had for in the previous episode? Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's the big question. That I hope someone's given some thought to, because to me, this should be the same, same
0: queen. I, maybe the the shrouded one is someone we know. Maybe it's Janeway. Maybe Janeway got Borgified. Oh, and my she's God. The Borg. You might be right. You might be fucking right. That's why they would cover so. her face, right? I'm right. If you cover someone's face, I automatically assume it's because you don't it's want me to know that you're going to reveal this later. Yeah. Who the hell could it be? <laughs> maybe just, it's Q. I, I don't fucking know, man.
1: Ah! <laughs> yeah yeah wasn't there wasn't there a young woman Q that like became like ascended to the Q hood uh is it right. her yeah I don't know be. I'm gonna try to stop just trying to stop figuring out who they could mine from
0: the old series yeah just uh enjoy it when it shows up um and, and yeah the important thing to take away from here is like time is broken and they need to fix it Rick, how you doing, buddy? You... you don't know what it's like out there. Hey, man, do do you even know what it's like out there? No, not really.
1: I've been mostly kind of flying around in helicopters, carving likenesses of Michonne into cell phones, that kind of thing. What is it like out there?
0: Oh, well, I think it's time to find out, man. Last I saw your wife, Michonne was out uh, following a giant wagon train. That that sounds pretty weird, but it seems like a family-friendly
1: outfit. I mean she's got RJ and Judah with her, right?
0: Um actually she kinda left him to be raised by Negan and Daryl. Well crap. Hold on, let me get my boots. Alright, well Rick is getting ready. Aaron and I are too. We're preparing to once again recommission the Watching Dead out of Mothball status to find out what's going on with Rick and Michonne, the ones who live. The six-part miniseries premieres Sunday, February 25th on AMC, and we'll be ready with our full episodic coverage each Tuesday. And afterwards, who knows? Maybe we'll check out Dead City. Find our coverage for The Ones Who Live by searching for The Watching Dead or Bald Move Pulp wherever you listen to podcasts. Um... And then Picard arrives at the presidential palace and finds Rafi and Elnor there. And he uses his status to get them all a private audience with Seven. Seven tells Picard that the Borg Queen thinks there's a divergence in time. Picard realizes that Q must have gone back and changed their world. So they decide they're going to talk to the Borg, uh, the Borg Queen. So I guess it's
1: like this is stronger than just Picard's theory that that Q's fucked things up. Like the Borg Queen Mm -hmm. is kind of like, hey, I've got temporal awareness, I can sense these things this yep. is what's happened. So is it a fact or is Q and the Borg perhaps working together to fully test humanity?
0: I'm taking it as a fact, um, especially, okay. you know, with subsequent scenes. Um, yeah. I'm just going to give them that, that they're not lying to me as an audience member, man. I thought the watcher that they talk about,
1: cause the, the, you know, as we've established, the, the queen tells them that there was a single change made back on earth in LA specifically in 2024. Mm hmm there's someone there that will help you will watch her seek out the watcher again in my notes I got it's like it's got to be Guinan right right you but now so. I'm wondering if it, it could be it could be Ascended Cisco. it could be a completely
0: different character sure yeah, yeah that's know, kind of what that, I'm expecting is a, a bait and switch here like oh you're waiting to see more Guinan aren't you yeah and we've then it's just got some Guinan, yeah. person some nobody who we at least make it a star right at least make it somebody who I recognize from other things right if you're not gonna do it from star trek
1: oh nah because I, I don't think brent spiner because i'm like the other thing that is floating around in 21st century earth is data's head okay
0: uh-huh
1: and i'm like is that the one but no data was just shut off like he the, the there's nothing that went on in that head the whole time there's still and also brent spiner says he's done playing data you right, know. right. So, but Makeup would he would he consider thick. this re- resurrecting him if they if they used his head for something? But like, what well, could you? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'll wait. I'll wait and see around episode four who ends up being the the watcher.
0: Uh, and I mean, there's also the possibility that we brought up in the first episode of Will Wheaton coming back and playing the the, the freaking traveler, the Star Child, whatever he turns out to be. It is weird because he showed up and won the TNG.
1: Uh, he showed up at Riker and Troy's wedding. Right and did he travel? Was he travel You know, he's in a Starfleet. There's, there's a lot of questions about what exactly is up with Will. But I, no, but he, can yeah, be watcher, I would like.
0: You know, that's the thing.
1: Um, I would like Will Wheaton to. Uh, I just called him Will. I, I would like Will Wheaton to sh- to come sh- to come back. Like he, mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's I- involved in the production. He does all the behind the scenes, you know, episodes that they release for this as well. So yeah i don't think he'd say i i I think it was one of his like cannot like great regrets is that he didn't kind of stick it out and try to like you know stay within the star trek kind of thing that Mm -hmm. he you know he he thought he thought it was immature the way he handled that situation so like getting back on the show i think would be something he would want to do sure but we'll see we'll see here is Um, where
0: i start to have some trouble with some of the stuff that I talked about in the last episode with color palettes, like how they've darkened, you know, the Federation starship bridge for the stargazer um, to be just blacks, just the darkest of colors. Mm -hmm. It really makes it hard to throw uh, some serious contrast between the world that they left and the world they're in. Now Um, all these dark uniforms are about the only palette change I see. Yeah. They're using red Mm. a little bit more um, for their, insignias and logos and stuff but it it doesn't it doesn't provide that clear contrast between the good federation and the evil federation yeah that is interesting and i wonder if
1: uh played devil's advocate a bit is that intentional because it's something that we've remarked certainly that the federation is getting darker and it seems like it's something q's hinting at that this is a, a problem is that supposed to be
0: I mean the direction they're going is clearly intentional. Like there there were some interviews with um shit, I can't remember his name. The the guy who's like show running this stuff. Um yeah. It, where he's talking about like the cursing in the first season, right? Where uh-huh. they say fucker uh or fucking at some point. And it's like, uh-huh. well, you know, th- that's that's realistic and in any any society that doesn't that like outright bans or eliminates or chooses to do away with cursing is a dystopia in my mind. And a, I don't agree, but B clearly that is a thing that they're trying to push here. Like a, a more realistic federation, a more realistic society. And that's not what I want because I, a, I don't think that uh, cursing is inherent to a, utopia i i think that's crazy talk also <laughs> it, it's just not my it's not the star trek like you can you can be aspirational without being realistic and it's star trek yeah. pulled that off uh in next generation i thought although i will say that like i never associated
1: star trek with not swearing they definitely didn't say fuck or cunt or shit like that but like you know Riker but, would say hell and damn and sure uh, and so with
0: Picard Picard every uh, once in a while use light cursing but I mean that's the when you're talking about the f-word that's a little more serious here in America certainly I guess
1: that's true but I I never in my in my Star Trek universe I figured people did say the f-word it's just that it was a syndicated show uh intended sure. for families so they chose not to you know uh, uh so yeah but but I I think your point too, it just changes the feel of it yes Yeah, but I wonder if that's, again, if that's intentional, like, in the darkness and all that stuff, is that they are, and then, because I know they're, I feel like the next Trek project is going to be something that's more back to the aspirational, explorational roots. So I wonder if this is going to be, like, a gateway series where you see the Federation going dark and militaristic and inventing and Borg technology and offensive technology, and this arc is going to bring them back from that brink, and we're going to start seeing more of the kinder, gentler, brighter, uh, TNG-era aesthetic. If not that, but yeah. then something that's like the 2020s equivalent, because that like, again, it reads like a hotel kind of lobby or uh, mm-hmm. uh, like you go into bridge of Enterprise D and it's like, oh, I'm here for my spa treatment. I'm here for my seaweed facial
0: and or, or at least know, what they're doing in the movies, my Swedish massage, you know, like, yeah, that's a very bright palette. I, I, and I have no right. problem with what they're doing uh, visually in those movies. So yeah, I, yeah. maybe a too many lens flares, but well, we could talk about it. <laughs>
1: It's more uh, like a, a hospital aesthetic, like totally. very bright, gleaming
0: white, very well lit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Uh, Rafi calls Q Mister Alphabet, and I really had a problem with this. I, yeah, I, it, <laughs> I don't like Rafi's nicknames for people. Uh, Mister Alphabet she is she brought a JL? She brought JL back this episode, by it, the way. She says that you in there, JL. Which made me cringe. Uh, oh, God. A, a, He's also, like, fuck, no, I've never
1: been called that in my life. You must be a Romulan <laughs> traitor. Yeah, it's like. yeah. <laughs> right. uh. Executes her on the spot. <laughs> you call this version of Picard, JL? Right. Is what She a guessed leak. wrong. He, she's just deatomized. Right. She, gets, she gets the front row seat to uh,
0: eradication day. Yeah, he's going to dig in his collection, find a Klingon disruptor just to deatomize her with. <laughs> like, That's right. Yeah, he's going to go get that Varon T job. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, he's got that in the the collection. Has uh, to. But she calls Q Mr. Alphabet, and I'm thinking, you just call the man JL. What does that make Picard mm-hmm. in your mind if, if he's Mr. Alphabet?
1: <sighs> it's sad what uh, Snake Leaf will do to MF her. I mean, it's I know. just uh,
0: the, the brain rot. It's just a withered husk of nothing in there. It's like, it's like, I don't know if you eat sunflower seeds, but every once in a while you get a bad sunflower seed. That's what her Mm. brain is at this point. Ah, it's a bad sunflower seed. Yeah.
1: Well, we, the one thing we didn't cover is the slingshot maneuver. Uh, Yes. I did not know, maybe this was part of the Star Trek lore all the time, that they needed uh Spock's advanced Vulcan brain to isolate the temporal variables and the Trechnobabble to isolate the divergence and go to the right point in time. Apparently. Uh, yeah. This – I'm not sure if this is something they established in the old series where they did it first or if it is something that they're just kind of like, oh, yeah, you need that to just – because otherwise, why the fuck would you take the Borg Queen onto the ship and hook her up to your systems?
0: Right. That would be crazy. Uh,
1: especially in light of the previous episode. Why would you do that, such a thing? Um, but I don't know. It doesn't yeah. bother me because, like, the, the, the whole – the whole slingshot around the sun always did seem like a sloppy endeavor. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? It's like you hit eighty-eight and you go back in time. Well, how do you control how far you go back? How do you control, you right. know, all these other variables and and the, having the some brain. kind of a yeah super brain that's that's putting in calculations really quick and compensating. That that makes sense. I'm not I'm not yeah. hating it. I just was questioning. Like, huh? It's new information to me.
0: Yeah, it's like surfing. You just got to ride those solar waves. And again, they could have established this in the first, the old
1: uh, uh, series episode where they do this. And I just don't remember because I haven't seen the old series in a long time.
0: Yeah. All right. right. Um, Seven hu- Seven's husband comes to fetch her for the ceremony. And Gerardi makes up a rambling story about what they're doing in the lab. Uh, I, I like this scene. I like Gerardi in this scene. I don't know how you feel. Sounds like you're you're turning against her. Uh, yeah, oh, I you were never really Dride. on your side. So
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess the the Gerati words out her way through a uh, excuse mm-hmm. for why this is th- all happening. I thought
0: but. it was a pretty coherent excuse as far as like on the spot made up excuses yeah. go. I felt like yeah. uh, you know, I could I could buy that. She delivers it weird and she's clearly nervous, but maybe that's just her energy. And yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, Seven gives the eradication day speech to a bloodthirsty crowd. While Gerardi tries to figure out how to contact Rios and beam them all through the security lockdowns that happened, um, as a you know feature of Eradication Day, um, here here's where like my only and it's not even a real problem. I'm I'm just going to give them this, but when shows do this, I start to side eye them and go, okay, how how much are they aware of this? Because like, it's it's one thing to you know, go through, um, to, to, bullshit your way through a conversation with somebody. It's an entirely different thing to bullshit your way through a ceremony. A ceremony is something you have to practice hundreds of times. And if, if you don't practice it hundreds of times and everyone else has, and you're just thrown into the situation, it will be very fucking obvious that you have no clue what is happening. Like how does Picard know to walk out to the middle place and where to stand and how Mm. does she know when to throw to picard so he can do his crowd raising shit like there are so many so many elements of a presentation like this that are practiced over and over these people would immediately recognize that they have no clue what's going on out there
1: yeah it'd be like if you're walking out to do a state of the union address and 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 state of the union dresses don't occur in your universe. Like you don't know like where you're supposed to walk out. Like you'd right. have people helping or, you. Or, or a but scene like of it's a just, play,
0: like yeah. It, and, and let's say like the lines of the play were on the teleprompter, but you don't know where to stand. You don't know where to move. You don't know. It, I mean, none of that would be realistic. But I'm you know in in these situations, I give them the benefit of the doubt. So. And there's like she's got a teleprompter,
1: and it's it's telling uh-huh. her like when what to say and when to throw to Picard, and Picard like you can clearly see like well, what am I supposed to do here? And he's just, just kind of like stalling and stalling. And there's a certain amount of like panache and uh, and pageantry that the crowd likes, but then it gets to a point yeah. where they're like killards, <laughs> they're booing, and Picard's like oh
0: yeah. That's the thing, Uh, you know, Rafi and Elnor are down there doing their thing, taking over the security room, trying to drop the shields Um, and Picard. And Elnor's just
1: taking a beating because he's good at fighting. If you're Uh good at fighting, you can just take an unlimited amount of beatings and you just know how to roll the punches. And they're just not uh, that combined with his Vulcan physiology or no, I'm sorry, Romulan physiology allows him to just uh, take Haymaker after Haymaker to the face with no damage at all.
0: Apparently, I did kind of like that he doesn't immediately just, they don't incapacitate these guards, right? Because right. if this gambit doesn't work, they want to maintain their cover. And hmm, it, I think so. It, but, but there's a point where, like, Picard just isn't going to kill the Borg Queen, right? So you're going to lose your cover, at least for Picard, right. regardless that of what, what the happens. Game. They have no yeah.
1: plan if the Borg Queen dies, yeah.
0: Right. Um. So yeah, there, there's only a certain amount of stuff you can do there. But I, I felt like Elnor taking punches rather than just walking in and kicking everybody's ass was kind of a nice mm-hmm. way to say they don't want to blow their cover if this doesn't work. Did Elnor promise Picard not to kill people last episode last season? I, don't and I, I wasn't
1: sure if like, cause when definitely he, murders a guy
0: here for oh, sure, Oh, dude, he
1: murders at least one of them, if not more than one. Uh-huh. And I think, I feel like Rafi calls him on it and he's like, well, the Admiral did say the, the improvise. So maybe that was his like, well, mm. you know, plus it's like when you get really deep in the mirror universe or multi it's like kind of Rick and Morty, like none of these people matter. They're right. all like shadow people. And if I can get everything back, I go back to my nice, happy future and I don't have to worry about any of them. Yeah. So it's like being on the holodeck
0: like I, it's a it, <laughs> but it's not these are
1: real people like it's but <laughs> well, i was like that's wild they're like yeah none of these people fucking they're like agents in the matrix you know yeah. like they could be taken over yeah it's it's you can at they're, least they're just...
0: rationalize it away right
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um, uh what do you think about the uh, agnes and uh rios sniping at each other uh spurned lovers uh in the middle of a crisis? Yeah. Uh, debating like who is the the uh, isolated uh, frozen moon man and who is the uh, deeply on the spectrum, only can talk to artificial cats and people type of person. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I thought it was kind
0: of cute, too. It is. And it, they don't, like, linger on it, right? They both note that, oh, shit, that's what we're doing. Let's stop it. We got important things to do here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I hope if they're going to do, it like, an odd couple type of relationship, they don't do the Keiko and uh miles o'brien route because that like those people were very different but i always read Mm -hmm. as they hated each other yeah totally i don't know why they got married in the
0: first place
1: yeah it's like (laughs) i i I feel like that's tedious and i hope they don't go that route with agnes and
0: rios yeah uh i wonder what route they're going with and the board queen because there are some looks here man i i don't know if this is romantic but they're kind of setting it up like it might be like if she's what the fuck are you talking about the Borg queen and Girani, man? Like yeah. when she's hooking up to the ship.
1: Uh-huh. Huh? Cause I got that as like the Borg queen is up to something. Sure. She like, it, like I got evil. this, like this, like this, this pleasurable smile of like, I have these humans right where they want the, where I want them. And there's probably, you know, I uh, you think of the Borg queen, you think of the scorpion in a frog story, you think of the Voyager episode, scorpion, there's no way that Borg Queen's not going to try to betray them at the last minute. Man. Like, once she thinks that the she's Borg still is secure. In Resistance is feudal mode. She's still going down that. Why would she ever snap out of it? Like, do you think the Borg. I don't she's know. She's the like literal
0: I, last of her kind. I
1: yeah, but if they like, fix the timeline, that will no longer be the case. And the Borg are on the ropes, but maybe. I mean, they're still getting their
0: asses handed to them. Yeah, that's. I don't know. It'll know, be interesting
1: man. to see, but I, I thought that she's like it just read as like up. I'm up to something, and that just might be resting board queen face. Like she's right. naturally looks smug and self satisfied, and
0: like I you. feel like it would make a certain amount of sense that Gerardi falls in love with the uh, flesh machine you know, hybrid, though, right? You're
1: not, but but I think you're the the thing is Agnes is straight, yeah. Rafi
0: is. Uh, uh she certainly has been with men in the last season um but i guess that's true in the future
1: like what is that yeah maybe a lot of people are more hetero flexible could be yeah can't rule it out because you're right you're right it it is kind of like this might be the best of both worlds not to to make a pun (laughs) but she might be like ah you got the you still got the uh the emotional frigidity and unavailableness of an ai but you also have the real flesh and blood comforts of a biological being my god it's the perfect it's the my, my perfect uh, match
0: i mean that's essentially what she tried to do with uh shit i, I don't remember her boss's name whatever her oh vo- yeah yeah. Uh, god the damn it she was romantic last time yeah 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 uh anyway the, the, we find out here you know they, they try to escape with the Borg queen but the jig is definitely up and um they're they're about to flee but Seven's husband the magistrate shows up beams on board and takes them all prisoner and we're just kind of left there where the guy says you know we're gonna put on your tombstone JLP JL traitor killed while rescuing a Borg um, and that's where the episode ends Bruce Maddox was her
1: boyfriend. I just yes. want to make sure anybody yes. that's pounding out an angry email to Picard at Save, save, save the uh, digital ink. Cause uh, I looked it up. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I wonder what they're going to do because clearly they want to go back in time. Clearly they want to slingshot. Clearly they need the board queen. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the point to me, this feels like a stalling tactic or it's Same a here. false, it's a false uh cliffhanger that like yeah. is going to be immediately resolved in the next episode.
0: Yeah, like the Borgs just going to shoot lightning but- out of the ship or something and and kill all these
1: people and because yeah because she's already hooked up right and otherwise we will be the the, you'll have to repeat this episode to get us into the position where we want to be
0: yeah which doesn't feel (laughs) where they have to have
1: a big escape or they convince the militaristic confederation that oh actually we you need to let us go uh, slingshot around the sun and fix all this bogus shit yeah like i so it's 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 probably it's probably a false it's probably a false cliffhanger
0: probably We'll see. Um, I don't know. I, I'm excited by all the developments in this episode. I like the sliders-esque, uh, you know, time shifting. We're going to get more of that. Um, yeah, all, all these callbacks with you know the way they're time traveling and all the stuff to the past of Star Trek. I'm I'm in for.
1: It was fun because you also see you got to, to see. This is the episode I was thinking where you see Jean luc be commanding. You know, like him like put the fear yeah. of God into some junior grade officer especially when he's in like full battle mode because he's in Dreadnought version Picard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought John Delancey has just not missed a step. No, nah, he's like, amazing. he's just Q again, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 30 years after the last time he plays it in, in almost like better. He's a more uh, intact copy than, than Patrick Stewart is because, oh, totally. you know, yeah. he's not quite as frail. So like, he's just in my mind, he's just Q. I was really impressed that, He could step back in and like have all the same cadence and all that stuff to the Mm -hmm. extent like I'm even questioning why Picard thinks he's crazy other than him bitch slapping him. But, you know, uh, maybe Picard, you know, maybe maybe Q is just after uh, seven seasons and however many movies and spit. He's just over Picard shit, you know? Yeah, seems like it. All right. Uh, if you would like to send us feedback, again, we pre-recorded both of these episodes. Uh, we could, if we get a lot of feedback, we may have a special feedback episode next week or later this week, I should say. Um, if we just have a smattering, we'll probably start including it in the episodes as uh, we go forward. We'll be essentially the new episode. We'll talk about the new episode and then the feedback from the previous episode going forward. We'll see how it goes. Uh, you can have a say to that by sending us a lot of smart, funny, interesting feedback to Picard at baldmove.com. That's it. We are now caught up. I don't know anything more that you guys don't uh, going into uh, episode three. So I'm Mm -hmm. very excited to see where it goes uh, from here. Stay tuned with us next week as we try to slingshot around the, the episode. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later.